Hello, Living Wild Outdoors fans and friends. It's me, Jake, from Living Wild Outdoors. And this month's topic of conversation is strut busting. Being that it is April, and April is all about the gobblers, we will highlight some of the tips and tricks of the trade when it comes to a successful spring turkey hunt in Colorado. As many of my avid turkey hunting friends may know, turkey hunting has become very popular amongst hunters over the years. As a matter of fact, the number of turkey hunters in the United States has increased at a rate more than double the population growth of the United States since 1991. That's pretty impressive if you ask me. Enough with the jibber-jabber. Let's get to some key items you will want to bring along on your hunt to help you be the most successful you can be while out in the field. So to start off, some key things you will want to have with you while turkey hunting are the most important thing, your turkey license. Boy, would you feel like a real jabroni if you made it to your sacred spot and didn't have your turkey license. Next, another basic item to help you be successful would be maybe a decoy or two. Um, you don't need 50 dozen turkey decoys like you do when you go goose hunting, but maybe a, a hen and a jake decoy or a single tom decoy probably suffice. You want to make the other turkeys think that they have a chance to win over that hen. So a hen decoy is usually always a given. Um, and then a jake or a tom to supplement that usually is a, a pretty good game winner there. Another item, which is a personal favorite of mine, would be a blind. Blinds work really well in the field, especially if you have a few guys hunting together. Um, this year, this spring, the Living Wild Outdoors crew will have three hunters. Um, so a tree stand, although those work really well, it doesn't really work for us due to the limited amount of space up in the tree, obviously. Now, don't let the blind discount your use of camouflage because that is also still very important. Um, in regards to camouflage, layer up as spring hunting can start off with temperatures in the single digits, but quickly rise to the mid 50s in a matter of a couple of hours. Now for that, I use the first light layering system. I am in no way, shape or form sponsored by first light, but if I was, that would be pretty freaking sweet. So first light, if you hear this, hit your boy up. Um, many different companies offer layering systems that is designed to be packable, uh, thin, but also warm. Um, you know, you have Kuyu, Sitka, First Light. Those are like the big three. Um, there's a few other companies out there. I think there's one called Scree, S-K-R-E. Um, they offer pretty decent packable layering system. Um, but I prefer First Light because I feel like their patterns are great for all types of hunting. Um, they have a, a cipher pattern, which is a camouflage. They have the fusion, which is the pattern that I use. Um, and I, I just feel like it's good for all around hunting. You know, you can use it in the turkey blind. You can also use it when you're archery deer hunting. But because it's so warm, you can use it while you're elk hunting in the fourth rifle season. Um, and the pattern just seems to be like, in my personal opinion, it seems to be the best. Um, you, they also have like an, a dry earth color, which is just like a, a plain green. Um, 
you know, and all of these different uh, companies have different patterns. Like you get into Sitka and they have the, you know, they have the uh, like upland pattern. They have the the mountain pattern, um, the waterfowl pattern. I don't like I don't pay attention to what they're all called. To be honest with you, there's way too many of them. Um, and same with Kuyu, they have the same stuff, and they're all like pretty comparable in price. Some are a little bit pricier than others. I like First Light because they're a little bit more affordable. They're also super lightweight and super warm when it's cold outside, but not overly hot when it warms up. So aside from clothing, which is very important, another key piece to getting a bird is obviously a means of take. So whether that be your shotgun or your bow, you're going to need something to snatch that bird that comes into your decoys. Now, I personally always have my pack with me that carries all of my packable clothing, gear, um, and that that thing stays ready all the time, packed up, ready to go. It's got my calls in it, my license, and my decoys right next to it. It also carries all of my camera equipment because, as you know, I film all of my hunts. So, um, build your pack in so it's the most efficient for you. Um, and set it up for success, right? So calls are a big thing for me. They're very important if you know the proper procedures of using them. Um, it'll help you draw those turkeys in from long distances. Now, if you're not good at callings, a lot of times people will say that calling is, is not for you then. Um, you have a better chance of shooting something by not calling than calling the wrong way or overcalling. So knowing those few simple rules about calling um, really helps out. So barring that you are successful, and even if you're not, I always keep these just as a precaution, um, zip ties. Zip ties in your pack are always important because if you do bag a bird, um, or an elk, or a deer, or whatever it is, you need to secure that, that carcass tag too. Um, zip ties are a great way of being able to connect it to your animal, and then if you need to remove it for any reason, you can always just cut it and put another one on there. A lot of people will use string or rope. That's great, but the rope can get caught on stuff, the string can fray, rip, and then you lose your tag. So zip ties, i found have been the most effective for me. Just because you can get them on there, you can get them tight, you can leave them loose, whatever you need to do. And if you need a new one, you just cut that one off and put a new one on. Perfectly fine. Um, obviously, as many of you avid hunters know, that carcass tag is one of the many requirements after bagging an animal. And it is, it's required for, for all animals. Once you bag that kill you have to attach your carcass tag in order for your kill to be legal. Now, this comes with some gray areas, obviously, with um, dragging animals, whatever, what have you. Um, as long as you have that carcass tag with you, you're typically good. The carcass tag is for transport. So once you get that thing loaded in your truck, it has to have that carcass tag on it before you transport it. Also, don't forget that evidence of sex. You have to leave that on there as well. Um, and it has to be consistent with your tag. So, finally, you should probably plan on sitting out in the field for your turkey for about 8 to 10 hours. 
So I'm always, I always make sure that I have plenty of snacks, probably a lunch and lots of water, Gatorade, um, to get me through the day because you're, you're sitting out in that blind for hours and hours. And a lot of times, you know, you'll get thirsty or you'll get hungry. Now, take that as it is. Um, you don't want to be making a lot of noise, opening wrappers and crumpling stuff up, you know, water bottles make a lot of noise. So typically I just, I have like a Nalgene water bottle that's, you know, it's reusable. It doesn't make a lot of noise. I can take the cap off, drink my water and then recap it and stay virtually silent, which is very important while out in the field. Now in regard to finding a spot, it really depends on whether you're hunting private land versus public land. So living wild outdoors, we, we hunt private land for turkeys. We have a lease um, that we pay a farmer, and he allows us to, to turkey hunt, goose hunt, duck hunt. So we have it a little bit better than most um, when it comes to turkey hunting. I still recommend getting an early start because you want to beat those birds out of the roost. So every night those birds go back to the same roost um, usually up in the trees where they'll sleep, they're up out of harm's way. And then every mor- morning, they'll come out of the roost and they'll go feed and then they'll go back to the roost. Um, now, although it's not illegal in the state of Colorado to sh- shoot a turkey out of its roost, it's highly unethical. And if you think about it, it takes all the fun out of the hunt. So typically, you let those turkeys come out of their roost. You try to call them into the decoys, and that's when that's when you go after them. Public land is a little bit different. You still want to get an early start for that same reason. You want to beat those birds out of their roost, and a lot of times you'll hear them, so you'll you'll get a good idea of where they're at, and you can set up somewhat close to them. Um, but you you want to draw them into your decoys. But you also have to factor in the pressure from other hunters. So other hunters are gonna be going for the same spot on the public land that you are and uh, you know it makes it a little bit more challenging you have to think they're just as excited as you believe it or not and they'll want to get to that spot as well with that being said you also want to be respectful of those other hunters who may have beat you into that spot nobody wants to be that guy who marches in 45 minutes late and sets up on top of another hunter so with that being said, public land also produces a number of hunter-related injuries, most of which involve another hunter being shot by accident. Annually, out of 3 million turkey hunters across the nation, nearly 100 of those hunters get injured. Now, 100 out of 3 million isn't a lot, but in my mind, that's 100 hunters too many. Hunting can be one of the safest pastimes out there as long as everyone follows the rules and practices safe procedures while hunting. You are not required to wear safety orange while turkey hunting, which makes it easier to conceal yourself from the turkeys, but it also makes you an invisible target to other hunters. Now, by no means am I in favor of wearing blaze orange while turkey hunting because I spend way too much money on camo to be covering it up with orange during the turkey season and don't get me wrong like I definitely want to have my orange on while I'm elk hunting because 
there's a lot that can go wrong and it's obviously required and you know hunting the animals don't care what you look like um i get the camo is is good for concealing yourself and it's not necessarily the colors but more the patterns of the camouflage um which is again why i love that that first light camo it's it's got a really good pattern breakup really blends you in with the trees the rocks everything so orange is important don't get me wrong not a fan of it during turkey season so you will not catch me wearing blaze orange during the turkey season earlier i spoke about my decoys the toms the jakes and the hens so this is a a big factor when trying to identify turkeys when you draw a turkey license it says on the license that it is for a bearded turkey turkeys are like humans and only the male turkeys are supposed to have beards so if you see a beard it's probably a male turkey Um, jakes are a young male turkey and they typically have a smaller tail fan and a short beard that you know you can see but it's not very long now when a tur- when turkey hunting we should not fear the beard because that's what we're looking for right that big old strutting tom with his beard that drags across the ground as he's walking around showing off his big tail fan that's what we're looking for and when you see it man, you will be speechless. You'd be like, holy crap, that's a big turkey. Um, and that's that's the turkey I'm always looking for. Um, every once in a while, you know, you'll you'll get down to the wire in your turkey season. You'll be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking for the meat. I, I, need, a, I need a turkey. Um, so you'll, you'll settle for the jake. Um, my family, personally, we like to cook our turkeys up for Thanksgiving. Um, it just means a little bit more when everyone around the, the table sharing family time is, is eating a turkey that we've worked hard to, to bring home. Um, and some of, some of my family isn't really big on the taste of the wild turkey, but I kind of like it. I think it's cool to, to be eating a turkey that I know that I worked hard to get, so... Um, It just makes that Thanksgiving day a little bit more special. The last piece to being successful while turkey hunting, believe it or not, is to limit your movement. Now, this goes for all hunting, especially for turkeys though. Regardless of what kind of camo you're wearing, where you're positioned, whether it be in a blind, a tree stand, or out in the open, turkeys can see pretty much any movement. They have really good eyesight. And distance doesn't matter either. I've had turkeys turn on me from a half mile away because I was just moving just a little bit too much. And, I mean, you'll see those turkeys come and you'll get excited. You'll try to move into position and they see that and they turn around and just take off. Um, turkeys are quick, man. They're, they're speedy. Um, they can fly. They don't fly long distances, but those things are fast. They will turn around and they'll be gone. Um... So that's, that's kind of interesting as well. Well, that's all we have for you in regard to strut busting. So be sure to check out our YouTube page as we will be posting our first live video of the Living Wild crew in action this spring. Also, visit our website for that oh-so-sweet merchandise. And if you haven't already, go like us on Facebook and Instagram 
you've obviously made it four episodes into the podcast, so you might as well. Thanks for all the love, Living Wild fans. I will see you next time on the Living Wild Outdoors podcast. Happy hunting. Ah!